The following is a Sports Ethos presentation. Yo, 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 and welcome to another episode of Round Ball Ramble. I am your host, Corbin Ford. You can follow me on Twitter, at CorbinNBA. Like the intro says, this is a Sports Ethos presentation, so check out Sports Ethos online at SportsEthos.com on Twitter. Pretty simple, at Sports Ethos. Get everything you want from a fantasy basketball perspective, but not only that, they have the gambling side coverage. You have baseball, you have football, you have the general NBA such as this show from yours truly. Uh, got the WNBA, got the front office side. A lot is covered on Sports Ethos, so definitely make sure to check them out one more time on Twitter at Sports Ethos Online, sportsethos.com. All right, y'all, so as y'all know, I tell you all the time, you know, follow me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. Uh, you know, check out my stuff there. I have another show that I also do in addition to Round Ball Ramble. It's called Let's Make Moves. I'm sure you've heard of it before. I've referred to it on this show um, before. It is a podcast with the lead sports media. Check them out on Twitter at the lead SM, online leadsm.com. And it is really just about basketball from the front office side. Not so much um, current events. We've been doing um, a more of a historical deep dive on some executives with friend of the show, Josh Earl. You've heard him on this show before. We actually just did one on Isaiah Thomas and his Knicks tenure. We're going to be doing one on Joe Dumars and his Pistons tenure as well. But the reason I'm sharing all this information is because it is indeed relevant. I did a mock draft of the 2022 NBA draft through the lottery with Fanspo. Definitely a great resource. Check them out fanspo.com um you remember them from fun trade fridays we used to do we're gonna get back to doing soon but in addition to having the trade machine the cat manager they have a draft big board creator and a mock draft simulator as well big stuff great stuff and um you know i have really been having some with a mock draft simulator and so i went and drafted the entire uh lottery for this draft uh according to the espn big board and the needs that these teams may have. I think it's a very interesting thought exercise to see what teams have positions of need, whether the players in this draft class can fit those, whether I'm reaching too early to grab somebody off the board, whether someone's waiting way later in the board that would have been grabbed much earlier in real life. I think it's a lot of fun to kind of have these sort of um, thought processes, these thought exercises, if you will. And so I was glad to have done that for Let's Make Moves, and I want to share that episode here. So in a minute, you'll be hearing me go through the lottery of the 2020 NBA draft. We're going to be doing some more draft content on this show. I already had Richard Liu on here before uh, about a month ago. I'm going to have some more draft guests coming on here as well. So don't worry, there'll be a lot more draft content on this on this podcast as we get closer and closer to the draft. But I figured, hey, let's, you know, a little bit of content here. Let's start a conversation, have some fun with it. Let's do some thinking. I'm definitely not a draft expert at all. I, I, I find myself following the draft once it becomes closer to NBA draft time, because that's when my mind starts gearing to the league and how these prospects may go. I don't consider myself a draft evaluator of the likes of Upset Swings podcast, or, I mean, there's plenty of other great ones out there that are really, really good at this stuff. 
but I do think of myself as a general basketball fan and someone who's knowledgeable um, on at least team needs and team fits and player um, profiles. And so I thought that was a really fun idea to do. And I'm glad I did it. And I'll be doing more of this on the future here on the show. But anyway, I'm doing, as the pod says, rambling on and on. So I'm going to let you go now. Uh, you will be hearing, again, Let's Make Moves, the 2022 NBA mock draft for the lottery. So definitely make sure to check that out, enjoy it. Any feedback, please rate, review, subscribe to Round Ball Ramble. Also to Let's Make Moves. If you have any direct feedback, I am all ears or all eyes as I'll read it. So definitely make sure to reach out to me on Twitter at CorbinMBA. I really, 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 really appreciate that. So definitely do that as well. Um, Until next time, y'all, because I didn't sign off this way on the show, I am Frosty. Y'all stay Frosty. And after this episode, I'll talk to y'all real, real soon. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Let's Make Moves. I'm your host, Corbin Ford. You follow me on Twitter at CorbinMBA. This episode, or this podcast, rather, is part of the Lead Sports Media Podcast Network. So, check out the lead on Twitter, at the lead SM, online, simple, at the lead SM.com. Plenty of great shows all week round, including yours truly. Let's make moves. Speaking of making moves, we are in March, end of March, going toward the playoff season. We are also in the middle of March Madness, and so I thought, let's take a little bit of a break I'm going to have Josh back on here next week to break down some more great and not-so-great executives, do some more deep dives. Definitely looking forward to that. But in the meantime, between time, I figured, hey, this would be as good a time as any to go on Fanspo and do another Fun Trade Friday, Fun Trade Weekend, Fun Off-Season Weekend. I'm going to make a name for it soon. But this is where, go on Fanspo, fanspo.com. We look at the Mock Draft Simulator. Uh, We look at the Trade Machine and Cap Manager, all the great resources that Fanspo has to offer. And we look at some things and and just have some observations, just a general conversation around that. So I'm looking at the um, draft mock simulator, mock draft simulator, mainly because this draft for me is so interesting. Um, Right now, we are in the midst of it. A lot of the top number one seeds have been knocked out. uh, But you've had great, you know, great guys who are projected to be number one. Chet Holmgren. Jabari Smith Jr., um, Paolo Bancaro. Bancaro is the only one still rocking as I record this on the 25th of March. That just shows you how quickly things have uh, gone by the wayside for some of these guys. But this draft for me has been a very, very interesting one to look into. Mind you, I'm one of those folks who don't really go into the draft until just about this time, where you start to see how these players project into NBA. I'm not someone who considers myself a great um, scout, if you will. You know, I'm still a, a much, um, much to learn in terms of a talent evaluation from a college perspective. A lot of projecting and seeing where players will fit in at the next level. It's it's different for me, you know. But I have some thoughts on this draft, and my first is that it's a lot of meh. You know, it's mixed with some genuinely interesting prospects. But a lot of it for me are guys that I think will be good role players in the NBA. You know, a uh, couple of intriguing wings. Definitely some interesting bigs, but not someone I'm like, oh, wow, you know, this team is going to just knock it out the park with this guy. You know, I don't see that personally. So that that's what I find interesting. Um, again, that, that best player on a winning team, 
I, I don't see that player here at the moment. I see a lot of guys who could be the second best player. You know, Jabari Smith Jr., a high volume, you know, um, shot maker from the perimeter. Paulo Bancaro, a great secondary offensive initiator. Chet Holmgren, someone who defensively is definitely going to make an impact as a rim deterrent, can knock down a couple threes, do some intriguing things with the ball that I don't know will project into the NBA. We've seen a lot of guys with handle. Um, I'm thinking of Thon Maker kind of the most, but other guys as well who, guess what? That handle didn't really come into play into the next level. So definitely am interested on that. Um, heavy on bigs. Draft is heavy on bigs. I think three of the top five guys are either a power forward or center. If you look at Chet Holmgren, Jabari Smith Jr., and Paolo Bancaro. And then you could add J, um, Adrian Griffin Jr., um, who's been kind of dabbled around the top five as a small forward as somebody else in there. After that, you got a couple of shooting guards, Jaden Ivey, Shaden Sharp, uh, both those guys shooting guards or combo guards. Uh, Johnny Davis has been in some as well. He's a shooting guard as well. So there you have those. And then a few uh, guards. And again, we're not going to get a lot of point guards, really. I mean, Ty Ty Washington, uh, probably toward the back half of the lottery. And after that, I mean, good luck. You know what I mean? I don't really, there's a, a guy in, in Bryce McGowan who is offensive this year, but really more of a shooting guard than a point guard um, by a long stretch to me. I really do wish there was an Anthony Edwards or, I don't know, a Cade Cunningham or a Zion in this one, to be honest. Um, oh, there's ice cream, man. Not early for that. Anyway, it's getting back to uh, my thoughts here on this draft. Yeah, I really wish there was a guy like that who stood out that you're like, that's the guy you absolutely build around. Like, Chet Holmgren is sort of a unicorn in terms of what he can do at seven feet tall. Um, but also, I mean, Jamar Smith Jr. is a whole year younger. I like his the way his game fits in a lot better. Um, well, and, and, and Chet, to me, you know, he's someone who, yes, he can stroke the ball. Three ball. Yes, he can handle the, the ball in the open court. I just don't know if that's going to translate well. Yes, defensively, he is great. You know what I mean? Like, in terms of an archetype. Like, he's not a center, except that he is a name. But, like, he is going to definitely impact that big man position. I just don't know if it's going to be someone I look at like, oh, absolutely going to be that guy that um, is... I- I'm looking for the word. Just absolutely taking over. Like, is he going to be where Joel Embiid and, and Nikola Jokic are? Way early to tell, but like, I'm going on a limb and saying no. That's me. Um, Personally, I am high on Jabari Smith Jr. Specifically for his plug-and-play ability, I think that he's someone um, that with his shooting and the way that he's able to do that, I mean, he has a great touch from mid-range and beyond. He can kind of beat his mouth to dribble, not really, but he can just shoot over them with his, you know, 6'11 frame. Um, like, he is a tall dude, you know? I think he's going to be a great floor spacer in the next level, more of like a Rashard Lewis-type player, and that guy had a very serviceable NBA career uh, coming out of high school, if you remember, back in 1999. So, he, he bought out for a minute. If Jabari Smith can be anything close to that, like, that would be great, and I think Jabari can be better just because he is so young and has room to adapt and grow, and he's a lot better on the defensive side of the floor. Um, and then lastly, my thoughts on this draft is that the first overall pick is really up in the air for me. If it's Chet, that makes sense. You know, if it's Paolo Bancaro, I see it. Um, more of a, he's a 6'9", just a brick house, you know? Um, he has legit wing skills, can kind of shoot from deep, much more comfortable than the mid-range, uh, very good passer. Uh, he's more like a Blake Griffin with some shades of Julius Randle, in my opinion, in terms of the way that he's able to handle the ball as a big. Not quite explosive on that end. I don't think Carmelo is a great 
um, add, Carmelo's just so smooth offensively, even in college, in that kind of small forward, power forward position, I don't quite see um, Paolo being that same level of player. Um, but I do think that is very, very interesting. So, yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now on my initial thoughts on this draft, but let's kind of go on to Fanspo, mess around here with a little bit of this uh, draft sim, and see what we can come up with. Okay, so looking at the Fanspo mock um, draft simulator. Again, this is at fanspo.com under tools, draft, uh, mock draft simulator. Um, it allows you to experience the excitement of the NBA draft night for yourself. You can go through what NBA front offices do on draft night, make player selections for your team or multiple teams. Just like with Fanspo's trade machine, you can share your creation with the world. We're not going to do that. Maybe some other time. And then we can select the number of picks we'd like to choose. So we could do 14 for the lottery, 30 for the whole first round, or if we want to be brave, we could do the full 60. I'm not going to be brave. I'm just going to do the lottery. So we're going to do that. Uh, what team do I want to pick for? Let's do all of them. What draft order do I prefer the NBA? And then which draft board would I like to use? I go between ESPN and Fanspo, but I think I'm going to go ESPN start the draft. So the Houston Rockets have the first overall pick. Right now I'm looking at, again, Chet Holmgren, Jabari Smith Jr., Paolo Bancaro, Jaden Ivey. Now, I'm really looking at those top three, right? Um... If you look at the Rockets right now, you still got John Wall, right? It's just sitting there. You got Kevin Porter Jr. At, at, at starting at um, point guard, even though I definitely think he's more of a small forward. You have Jalen Green at shooting guard. You have um, Alperin Shangun. Like, these are your building blocks, in my opinion. Christian Wood should be moved, but I'm looking at who fits well on this roster. And I like Alperin Shangun on the offense side of the ball. I like the fact that you are able to have a guy um, in Jalen Green who's going to be an explosive shot maker. Um, and I don't know how I feel. I'm not personally on Kevin Porter Jr. being a big part of this future of this team, but I do think it's interesting. So with this first off pick, I'm looking for someone who's going to fit in, um, be primarily a secondary hub. You know, and so in my mind, it, it's someone who's going to play off of Jalen Green, play off of Alper Shingun. Uh Can he be the best of those three? I love Jalen Green's upside, but I don't know. So I'm looking between primarily Chet for the defensive impact or Paolo Bancaro offensively. And I just feel like Paolo's going to be a much better fit with Houston. But then I look at their big situation, and I mean, it has to be Chet. It has to be Chad. I think that he's someone who is not going to be a super major um, offensive guy, so he's not going to be in the way of the development of a Shangun, of the development of a Jalen Green, but he's someone who can space the floor out. Defensively, he's going to help Houston's defense on a whole other level um, in a way that, honestly, let's be real, they do not have at all right now. And then that makes Christian Wood uh, expendable, which, I mean, in my opinion, he already is, but is interesting. So that's my first pick. We're going to have Chet Holmgren going to the Houston Rockets. Alright, Orlando Magic have the second overall pick. Orlando, uh, you know, one of the worst teams in the NBA, but they have some exciting prospects, to be sure. Uh, between Jalen Suggs, you know, you look at Franz Wagner, who's had a tremendous year. You still got young guys like Cole Anthony. Let's not forget um, Markel Fultz, who's returned and played well so far this season. RJ Hampton. You have a question mark with Jonathan Isaac. He's missing his second straight complete season. Um, and, I mean, he was never a great offensive player, so... We're looking at that forward spot. They have a lot of young guards. I already mentioned Anthony. I already mentioned Markel Fultz. I already mentioned Jalen Suggs. I already mentioned RJ Hampton. But then if you look at the forwards positions, you're really looking at Franz Wagner and Chumo Kiki. 
Chumo Kiki, I think, is more of a power forward, but I definitely can see him being someone off the bench. Franz Wagner probably got the three spot locked up. So, I'm going to take someone who can play off of him. Doesn't need the ball, but is definitely going to be um, a very high-value kind of release valve on the pick-and-roll, pick-and-pop with these guards. Someone who can knock down the mid-range and three-ball at a high rate. We're going to go with Jabari Smith Jr. to Orlando. I think that is a match made in heaven. He does bring that length and that wingspan on the defensive end to make Orlando, um, especially the front office, happy because they are big on that length and wingspan. But you also have someone who offensively is going to be able to soak up some offensive usage without demanding it. And I think that's going to be great for a team that still Jalen Suggs figuring his way out, still Markel Fultz in the in the mix, um, and some guys like Cole Anthony who are not afraid of shooting the ball. So definitely like. Jabari Smith Jr. going to Orlando. Third pick. Looking at the Detroit Pistons. Main guys, I mean, come on, it's Cade Cunningham, right? To a lesser extent, you got Sadiq Bey, who had a 50-point game just a couple weeks ago. Um, you look at Killian Hayes, who is still trying to find his way. Marvin Bagley, if the... Um, Pistons bring him back, still a young big, so you need a guy to kind of fit in alongside that. You have Jeremy Grant, who could be on his way out. It really depends. I want someone who's going to form a great tandem with Cade Cunningham, who's going to be a part of this team moving forward. Uh, someone who, again, can create a little bit of offense on his own. A growing defender, but a great passer. I'm going Paulo Bancaro. I think that's an easy pick for the Pistons. I like the way we're going to see some big, oversized playmaking and shot creation from Cade Cunningham and Paulo Bancaro. So we're going to roll with him. Alright, so OKC has a fourth pick. I know they probably want to go a little high with all their picks, but this is where they are. You look at their situation in the backcourt, their young pieces, Shea Gilgis Alexander and Josh Giddy are locks. Lugens Dort has been a very solid player on a very team-friendly um, contract. Alexi Pokashevsky's in there as a young guy. Darius Baisley as well. But their four-spot uh, four is still a position need, in my opinion. Uh, their big spot is wide open, but I'm looking at a forward I like having someone who I think can be alongside uh, Giddy and, and, and Gildas Alexander. Someone who can make shots, space the floor. I don't think you need another guard. You can bring a big in for sure, but I think we're just going to go maybe a little early with this fourth pick, but I just think it's a good fit, and someone's going to mesh well with this young roster, kind of form a great core with Giddy and Gildas Alexander and not necessarily clash with the two. I'm going to go with A.J. Griffith. Griffin out of Duke. I'm going to take A.J. Griffin. I think that he is a great match on this roster. Um, 6'6", 222 pounds. On ESPN, he's 8th, but on Fansplay, he's been 5th. So me taking him where I have, I don't think is the worst. We're just one pick earlier at 4th. Now we go to Indiana. Indiana man in the middle of a rebuild project. I'm looking at pieces that are part of their core. Tyrese Halliburton, you know, midseason acquisition, easy. Chris Duarte, a little older, but I put him in there. Isaiah Jackson, nice guy as well. You still have Miles Turner, 25, but still. So I, I still see a need in the backcourt. Chris Duarte has been great. Buddy Hilde, I don't know if Indiana's going to keep him moving forward. But I look at a guy like a Jaden Ivey, and I see a guy in 6'4", blazing fast, 17 points per game, 3 assists, 4 rebounds, more of a combo guy. I think you have him and Tyrese Halliburton. You have two guys who can play on ball, play off the ball. Jaden Smith is still working on his shot, but definitely improved uh, tremendously in that area. I like that fit. I think you have an electrifying backcourt already. And you still have guys, like I said, in Isaiah Jackson and Miles Turner that are bigs that I think will work well together. So we're going to go with Jaden Ivey, 5th overall, going to the Indiana Pacers. Sacramento Kings, man, with the sixth pick, they need a lot. 
Um, which is weird because they actually have serviceable players up and down their roster. Whether it's Darren Fox, DeMontis Sabonis, Davion Mitchell's had a decent rookie season. You still have Harrison Barnes around, you know. Um, Rashawn Holmes is in the area. Like, they have good pieces, but, you know, I'm looking at that two-guard spot. Terrence Davis is manded. Dante DiVincenzo is a part of that. Justin Holiday as well. But I want someone who's going to really solidify that. Davion Mitchell is really more of a backup point guard than a two-guard. We're going to go with Johnny Davis Jr. out of Wisconsin, averaging 19 points per game, eight rebounds and two assists. Good shot creator, someone who can play off ball, take up some on-ball uses as well. Johnny Davis with some additional height alongside De'Aaron Fox. I think it'll be a great style of play, a great fit for their style of play, rather. I'm going to take Johnny Davis over there. Looking at the Portland Trailblazers, this is interesting. Because right now, I'm not a big fan of where the Blazers are, personally. Like, in their rebuild, or not rebuild, retooling. Right now, you have Dame Lillard. You have Josh Hart. You have Anthony Simons, who they're definitely going to bring back. Keon Johnson was a big part of their trade acquisition um, during the midseason trade deadline. And after that, a whole bunch of players, you know, that I don't know how they key in long term. Not super high on that. But one thing I do see is Yusuf Nurkic is going to be a free agent. I don't know if you spend the money to bring him back. But if you don't, you don't exactly have money there to use to bring someone in to replace him. So I say you draft that guy. I love the athleticism and defensive impact of Jalen Duran out of Memphis. He'll be 19. 12 points, 8 rebounds, still growing, but it already flashed some dominance around the basket athletically. Love the, the tease of a mid-range jumper that he's given. The fact that he might potentially stretch out to three. Can't dribble to save his life, but he's someone who has been a nice uh, passer out the short roll. High-low actions. Really good there. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go grab him. I think, I think, I think Jalen Duran is, is the pick there. So Jalen Duran going definitely higher, but he's going to go seventh to the Portland Trailblazers. All right, so thinking about the Spurs, which... Is always interesting. So recently, it seems the Spurs have kind of prioritized upside um, in their draft picks. You know, you've had a mix of guys who kind of fit right in perfectly, as well as guys who, you know, flash some upside that might become something with the Spurs, whether or not that expectation was realized or not. Uh, you saw Lonnie Walker. Uh, again, mixed results there. Uh, Chemezi Metu was a second rounder, but again, the, the potential being there. Um, Keldon Johnson in 2019. Uh, we've seen a little bit more from him. Devin Vassell, two years ago. And he's becoming a very fine 3 and D guy. Josh Primo, uh, this past year as well. So, looking at these kind of forward, younger guys, I think for the Spurs, at the posi- position, excuse me, that they're in, I think it behooves them to draft Benedict Matherin from Arizona, who just got eliminated. That sucked um, in the NCAA tournament. But he's averaging 17 points a game. Five rebounds, two assists in college, uh, good three-point shooter, nice athleticism, good competitive fire. You love to see that from your guys like that. And I think he's a great fit um, alongside, you know, not only Calvin Johnson and Devin Bissell in the wings, but of course when you have just, uh, I want to say a great young group all around. And mind you, I'm not saying that all the Spurs are young. Like, for example, I think DeJounte Murray is, like, just approaching his prime. But you got some younger guys that he can kind of join the core of. He's probably more on the Josh Primo timeline. But still, untapped potential, kind of got the game kind of late, and and, and comes with a certain um, defined skill set from the jump that can only further be defined. So definitely a big fan of that. All right. Looking at the Washington Wizards, and boy, they need help at the point guard spot. 
that's been a thing. They've gone through a, a, a musical cheer sort of lineup there over the last couple of years. First with John Wall, then with Russell Westbrook, then Spencer Dinwiddie, and now, you know, it's kind of a point guard by committee type play, especially with Bradley Beal being out for the year. So I say, hey, listen, the Wizards have tried trade after trade to get a point guard. Let's just draft one. Let's go from that, see how it is. And I'm looking at Ty Ty Washington from Kentucky. Smooth player, real fast, nice mid-range shooter, still learning to stretch it out to three, but basically 12, 4, and 4 in college. I think he's a nice uh, fit alongside Bradley Bill. He can play on the ball, a little bit off the ball, but enough to like run the show while also being able to defer to Bradley Beal, which is obviously what he wants. Uh, and, I mean, you already have other positions pretty filled. You have Rui Hachimura, Kyle Kuzma, uh, Denny Avija, Corey Kispert. Those are all in that kind of forward range. Contavious Caldwell-Pope is there. Chris Hosper-Zingas, Daniel Gafford. They have the big spot. I mean, you have Vernon Carey Jr. Like, the one spot that has a clear opening is point guard. Right now, it's Cassius Winston and Ish Smith. You know? Like, that's that's not going to do it. So, I'm going to go with Ty Ty Washington. I think that's a good fit there, um, and we'll see kind of how that works. Now, we look at the Pelicans. They have the 10th pick in the draft, right, um, via the Lakers' 2022 first-round pick in this mock draft. They also have the 48th uh, to go into from Cleveland and the 55th from Washington. But right now, you look at this team, Zon Williamson out for the year. But you have an interesting little backcourt spot, uh, backcourt tandem, or, or let's say backcourt piece in C.J. McCollum, playing more of the lead guard role after being, you know, for a shooting guard for a decade plus, more in that combo guard spot. You have Devontae Graham. Uh, Jose Alvarado's been a revelation as a two-way player. Brandon Ingram has been solid. Trey Murphy's been coming on as of late. Jonas Valanciunas and Jackson Hayes have had the big man position pretty lined up. You also have Larry Nance Jr. and Herbert Jones as well. Herbert Jones definitely should be on some all-rookie team. So I'm looking at this team like, you know what? The Pelicans have had a problem, like, drafting, or not drafting, acquiring very good guards, but another position of need has been that kind of forward spot. But then I say to myself, you know what? You have potential here at a shooting guard. Didn't play in college. Uh, committed to Kentucky. Not sure if he goes there or not, but he's definitely someone who is probably going to be taken a little bit earlier than where he is here, because we don't know what he looks like, but the untapped potential is there. It looks interesting. I'm talking about Shaden Sharp. Again, he committed to Kentucky, but is eligible for the draft. Uh, I'm just going to say, listen, you don't walk away from guaranteed money like that if you have the potential to be drafted as high as you are here. I'm going to assume that Shaden Sharp brings his athleticism, his untapped potential to the New Orleans Pelicans. I am drafting him here. He is with the 10th pick. So back with the Blazers. They have the 11th pick. Uh, There you have Jalen Dern with the 7th pick. I'm looking at them taking another player, another forward type. I'm looking at Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray is a solid player. 6'8", 6'11", wingspan, average 23 points, 8 rebounds. Good shooter, can create some offense. I like his fit there. Again, there's a, a guy that can grow with this team, but also help in a win-now capacity. I definitely think Keegan Murray goes, Keegan Murray goes there. All right, the Knicks have the 12th pick. Knicks, man. I mean, it's been a disappointing year for sure. Um... Julius Randle has been up and down. You have injuries to Derrick Rose for most of the year. Kemba Walker, what a sad, strange experiment that was. Young guys kind of waiting in the wings, and Cam Reddish, Obi Toppin, and Manny Quickly's got more run. I'm going to add another guy, uh, another point guard, if you will, ball handler, 6'6", intriguing skill set. Uh, from the G League Ignite team, going with Dyson Daniels. I like his potential fit there. He really showed out. Yes, it was more of an exhibition, but NBA All-Star Weekend, um, both in the rookie game, 
um, as well as in the skills challenge. Really like what he brought to the table there. So I'm going to go and grab him. Right, Atlanta Hawks. Another team. Very interesting spot right now. Um, you know, again, disappointing more on the next level. Injuries have been sort of that. Defense has been an issue as well. But they have a lot of their group locked in. You have Trey Young, John Collins, uh, you know, potentially on the training block, but he's there. Gallinari's still around, um, at least for now. Clint Capella, Bogdan Bogdanovich. I'm looking at a position of need, and I'm looking at Gallinari. He'll come off the books. I see Jeremy Sochan from Baylor, 6'10". Intriguing guy. A little bit of everything, you know. Um, freshman, young dude. I think that he can help uh, with this team. If I wasn't looking at, like, a forward position, I'd probably be looking at guard just for backup. Um, because just Trey Young, Sharif Cooper's not doing it. You kind of had point guard by committee when Trey Young's been there, and boy, have they played like it. So I would swing for Kendi Chandler in that instance as well, uh, the 6-1 guard from Tennessee. But I'm going to go with Jeremy Sochan for now. Um, I just I think the fit there is solid. So we'll look at that. All right. So with the last pick in this uh, lottery, with the 14th pick in the 2022nd NBA draft, the Charlotte Hornets are going to go with the backup guard. LaMelo Ball's been great. You have James Booknight as a young shooting guard, but you don't really have a lot of depth there. Terry Rozier is a solid shooting guard as well, but I want a guard who can push the pace, who's going to be solid. I'm looking at Kennedy Chandler. I like what I see from him from Tennessee. Um, I think it's going to be a great fit. Uh, Rafael Barlow of NBA Draft Junkies did a really good video on him, um, kind of scouting his freshman adjustment, and I think it's one that you should check take a look at. But I'm going to draft Kennedy Chandler with the 14th pick here to close out the mock draft on Fanspo. So, going back from the beginning, Chet Holmgren went number one to the Houston Rockets. Jabari Smith Jr. went second to the Orlando Magic. Paula Bancara went third to the Detroit Pistons. A.J. Griffin is joining Shea Gildas Alexander and Josh Giddy with the Oklahoma City Thunder, while Jaden Ivey is taking his talents to Indiana alongside Tyrese Halliburton. Johnny Davis is going to go to the Sacramento Kings 6th overall, while Jalen Durant is going a little bit higher than most have him in mocks, 7th overall to the Portland Trailblazers. Benedict Mathurin is going to slide right in with the Spurs at the 8th pick, while Ty Ty Washington will hopefully man the point guard spot that has been quite a carousel for the Washington Wizards at 9. Shaden Sharp, we're taking a leap of faith with him at 10 to the New Orleans Pelicans, while Keegan Murray is going to go to Portland as well, kind of help with this soft rebuild slash retool they got going on. Dyson Daniels is going to be more of an initiator for the New York Knicks at 12, while Jeremy Sochan is going 13th to the Atlanta Hawks. And last but not least, we have Kennedy Chandler going 14th overall to the Charlotte Hornets. Excuse me. So this is where I have them saved here. Um, I do like this initial draft, it's very rough. It's my first one here. We'll do a few more here on Let's Make Moves as we get closer and closer to that date. But I wanted to kind of talk about the draft a little bit, give my initial thoughts, do a little bit of a rough draft, kind of mock draft here. Like to examine some of the fit, examine some of the need off the top of the dome here. Um, hopefully get some draft guys on and continue to explore this in greater detail as we get closer to the draft. But definitely appreciate y'all sticking with me here on Let's make moves. I do appreciate y'all. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Corbin NBA C O R B A N N B A. I appreciate y'all. Make sure to check out the lead on Twitter at the lead SM online, the lead SM.com. Pretty simple, quite effective, great content on there. 
definitely make sure to look into that. Also, uh, if you follow my work, I really would appreciate some love on my podcast, Roundball Ramble, part of the Sports Ethos Podcast Network. So check that out wherever you find podcasts, Roundball Ramble. We ramble about the round ball. That's just what it is. So definitely do that as well. Appreciate y'all. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming next week with Josh Earl going into an executive deep dive of deep dive, excuse me, of one Joe Dumars. But until next time, y'all, appreciate y'all. Have a great weekend and continue to make those moves. This has been a Sports Ethos presentation.